All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, well, Peter Schweitzer has done it again, and he, with the Government Accountability Institute, has uh, come out with his latest bombshell book. This this is not a book that we're going to be able to interview him, whether we gave him the whole three hours of the show and get to the bottom of everything that's in this book. It's called Red-Handed. How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. So we're going to do a series of interviews with Peter uh, to get to the, the bottom of all of this. We'll start with the Bidens. Uh, as much as we've known about, for example, the, the Bank of, of China, the $1.5 billion deal, um, you know, why go to Goldman Sachs or, or Deutsche Bank or any of the big banking you know, firms in New York City and Wall Street, when you can go to the, you know, zero experience hunter, the crack addict, right? I mean, who do you want to do business with? And of course, this was what, 10 days, a, a, a deal that started 10 days after Hunter Biden accompanied his father on a trip to Asia that includes stops in China. Um, the book is Red Handed How American Elites Help a get rich helping China win. Now it's on Amazon.com, Hannity.com, and in bookstores everywhere. Now we're going to begin with the Bidens because remember, Joe said I I, I don't know anything about my son's foreign business dealings, uh, nothing uh, at all. Uh, we've never discussed it. He said. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Well, then, of course, we find out through the laptop from hell that Hunter's whining and moaning and complaining that he has to pay for daddy's bills. And and we got to put, uh, put, put a percentage aside for the big guy. That would be joe biden uh if in fact he didn't know anything about his foreign business dealings meaning hunter uh why would he demand uh that a prosecutor in ukraine get fired before a billion taxpayer dollars are handed over to the ukrainians and son of a b they fired that prosecutor um this new book takes us to an entirely new level anyway peter schweitzer uh is with us uh the book is phenomenal um, I'm, I'm not wrong in saying, and I have my copy in front of me, that this this is not a a one-and-done interview. This is, has to be a series of interviews so we can really dig down deep into the substance here. Um, how many pages of footnotes do you have? How many sources do you have? Uh, there's 1,073 footnotes uh, in the book, Sean. And, you know, you and I have been on this story from the beginning. We first broke the uh, Biden ties to China story back in 2018 together. What's happened is um, we knew about the deals. We talked about the deals. We used the laptop and other sources to figure out, to retrace the steps of how did these deals actually happen? Who made them happen in China? And what we found, Sean, is that there basically were five individuals in, in Beijing that opened the doors for the Bidens. Uh, and those five individuals uh, arranged for around $31 million uh, to, to flow to the Biden family, primarily through Hunter. But the stunning revelation was that all five of those individuals who we name in the book um, have ties to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence, including the Minister for State Security, uh, the head of the Foreign Espionage Section. So when you and I first 
talked about this in 2018 and broke this story. It was a corruption story and an important corruption story. This now is becoming an intelligence and espionage story that demands attention uh, on Capitol Hill from the media, from the FBI, and everybody. Let's 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 go into you describe in the book. Um, you ask a question, a rhetorical question, but but who helped Biden's son build these global companies? And you talk about a scene, you give the date, it was November 28th, 2020, only weeks after the U.S. presidential election, and and how openly they talk about the access they now have to the highest levels of the U.S. government, and and literally Politburo members, ambassadors, you know, are almost laughing at yeah. the... It, uh, at the fact that basically they have the United States of America's highest elected official compromised. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, this was a, a meeting um, in Beijing that was held shortly after the election. Um, uh, an academic who's also been involved in some uh, foreign influence operations in the United States in Washington, D.C., stood up in front of this group uh, and talked about all the friends that Beijing now had in the United States and talked about Wall Street. And, of course, I've got a chapter in the book about the Wall Street titans that are uh, in cozy with, with Beijing. But uh, two-thirds of the way through the speech, he says, oh, and we have uh, the new president's son, uh, Hunter Biden, who has started all these businesses. Who helped him start all these businesses? And it's an amazing scene, Sean, because this large crowd of hundreds of senior executives in China and, and government officials start laughing. They, they know the answer to it. Um, and, and it really is you know, quite extraordinary. And the fact that you have this concentration of five and individuals who are, again, linked to, you know, the former minister of state security who runs the entire spy apparatus in China. Another one of these businessmen is partners with the vice minister for state security who's in charge of foreign recruitment. These are the guys that are opening doors for Hunter Biden. And of course, we all know Hunter Biden has no background in any of these areas. Uh, and the fact that this did not set off alarm bells within the Biden family, um, you know, is pretty clear indication that they frankly didn't care. Uh, the money was good. You could spend uh, with any modicum of expertise, you know, 45 minutes on Google and figure out who these people are that he's meeting with. And nobody bothered to do it. And if they bothered to do it and found out the intelligence ties, the Bidens apparently just didn't care let's let's give a broad overview because you spent a year and a half at least now researching this book and i want to give it i want to give due diligence to this book because it gets deep it and in may in many ways it's not that it's complicated it's that it's it, there's so much information in it i want i want to keep it, it i want to break it down to its simplest terms here sure. so Let's talk specifically about and give a broad overview of who is benefiting from their connections with China. Because you mentioned Wall Street. You mentioned the Bidens. We'll get into more specifics on that. Uh, the NBA is in there. Talk about specifically who benefits from financially from their connections with China. 
Yeah, so the, the, the first chapter in the book uh, talks about uh, the old quote from Vladimir Renin, Lenin, who said the capitalists will give us the rope by which we will hang them. Uh, and there are other quotes in there as well, laying out the fact that, you know, his prediction that capitalists would be deaf and blind uh, to what's going on uh, in order to make a buck. And so the book is broken down in, in uh, nine chapters. One chapter is about the Bidens going through a great detail, all the new revelations. Uh, we have a chapter on Congress. Um, we have people on both sides of the aisle. That would be Dianne Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, all who have very strong financial ties in Beijing. Um, and the, the important thing to remember, Sean, is that, that and, and again, I quote this in the book, the Chinese approach is they don't expect American elected officials to toe the line on everything. Uh, there's, a, there's a saying in Chinese intelligence which loosely translated says, big help with a little bad mouth. In other words, if you're doing good things that are helping Beijing's biggest agenda items. If you criticize them for the Uyghurs, you criticize them for human rights, Beijing is totally happy to tolerate that. Um, so we look at Washington, D.C., uh, the Biden family, we look at uh, members of Congress, we look at the lobbyists. There are more than 20 uh, former uh, senators and senior congressmen that are now lobbying for either Chinese military or intelligence-linked companies. These are people from both sides of the aisle. Um, and then we move on to uh, the places outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, we look at Silicon Valley. Uh, we look at Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk. Um, these guys go over on China State Television and say the most outrageous things uh, because they want deals in China, and they get those deals in China. So people are going to learn a whole new perspective on how these tech titans really view Beijing and, and the deals that they have with them. Uh, we then go to Wall Street. Uh, we look at the biggest firms on Wall Street, whether that's BlackRock, Blackstone, uh, the biggest hedge funds. And again, you find the same things. The most ludicrous uh, uh, statements and favors that these big Wall Street titans are prepared to do in order to get access to the Chinese market or to maybe do underwriting for the Chinese government, um, that kind of thing. So it, it is a portrait that, that is going to frustrate and anger people, but we really have to rip the veil off of it because Lenin's prediction is proving to be true. The Soviets, Sean, you and I are old enough to remember the Cold War. The Soviets didn't have the money to do this. China has the money to do this. And they are literally getting people, uh, elites in the United States, to sell them the rope by which they are going to hang us. It's a pretty chilling and frightening scenario. Quick break more with Peter Schweitzer. His brand new book just out today. It's called Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. Continue with Peter Schweitzer. His brand new book is out. It's called Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. I, I mean, you go through all of this. Um, let's start with the Biden family revelations. They they had some thirty one million dollars that they were able to get with direct ties to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. Now, to me, that would be number one. Uh, not only is it corrupt, 
um, and influence peddling and all the things that are obvious. But it also means that we're now compromised because, you know, when we saw the Libyan dossier on Hunter Biden, they knew everything about his drug addiction, his proclivity towards, uh, let's say, prostitutes in a nice way. And everything else, I would assume that they have a dossier on the Bidens that if they ever release would probably end in Joe Biden being impeached and convicted. Am I wrong? Uh, I think I think you're right, Sean. Um, and here's the the other stunning revelation that we that we make in the book. Uh, they start getting these big deals in China with these individuals that are linked to Chinese intelligence, uh, and then um, in the middle of it, Hunter Biden does something truly bizarre. He goes to the United States Secret Service and says, I don't want Secret Service protection anymore. Now, you know, that means he goes to China, he goes anywhere in the world, there is nobody with the Secret Service there to protect him. And it's pretty clear, why do you do that? You don't want the Secret Service and the federal government to know what you're doing. Um, The other point is, when you see the, the concentration of senior intelligence officials and organizations in China that are connected to these five uh, businessmen that opened the door for the Bidens. Um, there's no question this is an, a, an attempt to co-opt um, what, what the Chinese would call elite capture the Bidens. And if they're going to pour $31 million into this family, um, they would view it as a catastrophic intelligence failure uh, if they did not succeed in uh, gaining some leverage uh, and influence uh, over the Biden family. So those are the cold, hard realities that we have to look at. And all the denials, you played the tape, Joe Biden has made all kinds of denials. They've changed their stories over the years. You simply can't trust what they say. That's that's why this needs to be thoroughly investigated and vetted, and and the media needs to uh, really look at this. Um, we know they're probably not going to. You and I have been on this story for three years, but it has now taken a turn that I think demands immediate action uh, by our authorities, because we have somebody in the White House uh, whose family has deep commercial ties with a foreign intelligence service or individuals linked to a foreign intelligence service that are our chief rivals on the global stage. I, I I don't recall any time in American history we've had anything remotely like this. And not only are we talking about a massive amount of money, $31 million, on top of the $1.5 billion deal, but also five specific deals that the Biden family made in China, and every one of them were with individuals with deep ties to the leadership of their intelligence apparatus. Um, so we're going to get into this. We're going to do regular segments. Now, the reason, it, if the media cared about the truth, if the last name was Trump, there'd be a very different reaction to your book. And it took quite a long period of time for the, the issues involving zero experience Hunter in Ukraine and Russian oligarchs and, and the China deal that, that he had to, to really penetrate into the public consciousness and I assume that's going to happen here as well. But uh, this is only part one of what is going to be a series of interviews with Peter Schweitzer. His book is called Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. It's in bookstores everywhere. Hannity.com, Amazon.com. Uh, it is a must read. And the more people get aware of this, the more outrage that builds, hopefully something gets done. Because if it was Trump, it would get done. Uh, great work, Peter. I know you put a lot of your heart, mind, and soul into this. You did a phenomenal job here. 
Well, thank you, Sean. You were with me on this story in the beginning, so thank you, as always, for your support of this. I'm not giving up on it because it's too important. We're sell- they're talking about selling out our country, and it's happening right before our very eyes, and the highest people in power are involved in this. We need to get to the bottom of it. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. We'll get your calls coming up next. Quick break. Right back. Less big government. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Let's hit the phones. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. South Carolina, apparently Paul's heart is troubled over Hillary. Come on, Paul. What are you worried about? How you doing, Sean? Great, great chance to talk to you. Great to talk to you. What's going on? Well, I've got a question. You know, we all know Hillary doesn't like to lose. Um, she lost to Trump. But it, there's rumors now that she may be the front runner for the 24 elections for the Democrat Party. Uh, with all of the problems that we had with uh, mail-in voting, ballot stuff, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, we got stuck with Biden. How about, um, how about Hillary's responsible for three and a half years of dragging the country through hell with her dirty <laughs> Russian dossier? Uh, full of misinformation and lies about Donald Trump uh, that she's still perpetuating today. I mean, the great irony of the January 6th commission, you know, saying, well, Donald Trump, his election lies caused this. They got the biggest purveyor of election lying on the committee. And every person on the committee already voted to impeach Donald Trump. I mean, it is a predetermined outcome. It's all the things that I said it is. And and they won't even interview the people. Donald Trump signed off on up to 20,000 National Guard troops as required by law. Why didn't Nancy Pelosi use them? Why didn't the Sergeant of Arms use them? Why didn't Muriel Bowser use them? Why didn't they listen to the the Capitol uh, Police Chief who wanted them and requested them six times? They're not willing to go down that road. Then it's a it's a BS committee. That's right. Well, my my question is, if she is the front runner, does should we assume that the fix is already in for her? It got Biden elected, and no one's been held accountable to this point. You know, what's to keep them from doing it again? I mean. Especially if Trump runs again, because we know she would really love to lose to him twice. I honestly think this is the the Clintons trying to get relevancy. Do I think she's going to run? No. Um, There's actually more chatter and speculation I hear about Michelle Obama. I don't see it, but I think she'd be more formidable uh, than than Hillary. And uh, but her pol- I, I, I don't think she likes Washington. That was my impression when she was first lady. I don't think Melania Trump loved it either. I think it's very hard for spouses and family members when, you know, you're when you're right there front and center uh, in the highest office of the land. I think it's I think it's hard on families, especially if you're a Trump, especially if you're a Trump. Then, oh, then, then it's outright persecution. And, right. and criminalizing p- political differences. Let not your heart be troubled, Paul. I don't see it. Um, not yet. If I do, I promise I'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, Christina is in Georgia. Christina, hi. How are you? Glad you called. 
Hey, I'm good. Thank you. I am calling from Georgia where we're a bit free and I'm a homeschool mom. So this doesn't affect me and my children personally, but um, calling kind of an exasperation. I've got um, relatives in New York State, niece and nephew in school. They've been masked forever. And the judgment came yesterday from the um, New York State Supreme Court Judge Thomas Raidmaker um, that they could not enforce mask mandates any longer. My nephew went to school armed with the judgment and no mask. And uh, he's been wrangled up by the administration, told the mask or or go home. Um, I called the superintendent's office myself. The principals are lying to the students saying it's their authority um, per their reopening standards, which is which is not true. I mean, it unconstitutional is unconstitutional, right? Yeah, I mean, the the judge, the state Supreme Court judge, his name is Ray Maker, uh, said mm-hmm. the State Department of Health did not have the legal authority to implement the mandate and should have been approved by the state legislature. He's, he's talking about separation of powers. Um, I would actually expect that state legislators in New York will probably go along with her. And only a few days ago, uh, the governor, Hochul, was unhinged about the pushback she was receiving for the school mask mandates. You know, the, the problem is, at, at this point, and it's it's many fold here, but you're right about all of it. I think you're smart to be homeschooling your own kids, If if but most people don't have the ability to do that, or many people don't. I shouldn't say most. And I'm glad my kids are older, even though I still have one in college, and and... It, look, they, they, their demands are unbelievable. Um, they are, and they and they lie. I mean, they're saying that the that there's a stay, that the board of education for the state is saying that there's a stay, and there isn't a stay. And the board of education, the superintendent's office, told me that they've been told that there's a stay by the state by the board of education, which is a lie. That comes from a judge, not from a board of education, right? So, I mean, they're all pretending they have some authority behind them to be defying it. But they're, what they're doing is illegal. Even Elise Stefanik just recently tweeted about it, um, that it, this is illegal. There is no stay on the court ruling and that kids are being kept from entering schools unless they're wearing masks. I mean, it, they're so emboldened, even against a court order. They're, they're not what, following the science here. What they're missing yeah, is, you know, fully vaccinated people, boosted people, natural immunity people are still getting COVID. And it is it's just unbelievable. Now, Florida has to close their monoclonal antibody treatment sites, according to um, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and their decision. Now, when did I first mention this? I think when I first got back from vacation, I, I pointed out something that was obvious, and that was it, I'd been anecdotally hearing from my doctor friends around the country that Regeneron and Eli Lilly's monoclonal antibodies were not as effective on Omicron as the Gladstone Smith um, Klein uh, monoclonal antibody known as Citrovabap. And um, we knew that early, and Anyway, but I do know people that's, that still got Regeneron because the GSK wasn't available. The Citromavab wasn't available, which is by in and of itself, it was approved in May, um, is unforgivable to me. Uh, but it was that just happened to be more effective against Omicron. But I know people that took Regeneron and said they did fine with it. It's just sad that they're not following the science. Forcing kids 5 to 11 to get shots and boosters and everything in between and even kids now they're going for kids younger than five i i I just can't believe the 
the utter stupidity of all of this and how wrong they have been and how they only follow science when science is convenient for them and their political argument. Their one-size-fits-all medicine, you know, never adjusted to the fact that breakthrough cases are now the norm. And it's kind of sad. Um, and I don't think it's going anywhere. Uh, hang in there, Christina. It sucks for these kids, I'll tell you that. Uh, Dave in Iowa. What's up, Dave? Glad you called. How you doing, Sean? It's an absolute honor to talk to you. Honor is mine, sir. Glad you called. I started listening to you, Rush. I rushed early, and then when you come on board, I love you guys. Um, Thank you. I was uh, wanting to mention about monoclonal antibodies. I have a disease called MG, myasthenic gravis, and uh, it affects your uh, muscles and and nerves that uh, communications. And uh, my oh. lungs were down to forty percent. Um, now, it, so, down to forty percent with just on a normal without without COVID. Just without COVID. Wow, and, that's, a, that's uh, rough. Yeah, and I, I uh, right after Christmas, I was scheduled for a four day. I go every month and get a four day infusion, a blood infusion, where they put the medicine right in my blood. And uh, I was scheduled for that. Well, right after Christmas, uh, that Monday, I was feeling rough. And I went in for the treatment, and I started coughing and told them I was feeling rough, had a fever. And they tested me for COVID. And then on Tuesday, they found out it was COVID. They finished the four-day treatment of the antibody or the, the medicine that I was getting. And then on the fifth day, they wanted to do monoclonal antibodies. I said, okay. And so I had five days of treatment and I went in coughing my head off when I was doing that monoclonal antibodies. I went in coughing my head off and it was a 30 minute treatment. By the time I got done with monoclonal antibodies, I hardly coughed at all. By the way, I've heard that anecdotally from almost everybody. Now, we were right in the science showed us that the GSK citromabab is what it's called. Um, Mm -hmm. Monoclonals work better on Omicron and Regeneron Eli Lilly worked great on the original COVID and worked great on the alpha, the beta, the delta COVID and is less effective on Omicron. And now the FDA is now literally shutting down the centers in Florida. Um, If the choice were mine and that's the only one available, I would take it in a heartbeat because I believe I've seen such success like you're describing. And and I I don't understand how in society that anybody with the right mind thinks that medicine is a one size fit all you know that everybody responds different to certain things and 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 other people have unique medical conditions rare conditions like you apparently have yeah exactly you know i've had i've had 11 back surgeries you know and it's i i've my health is not the best and i went uh it was 10 days of being you know not feeling good but I think it was three days after getting the antibodies. I was pretty much over it. It is. And, it is what I hear from everybody that got them. Now, the answer is this. If if as we were have mentioned many times before, ask your doctor about monoclonal antibodies. Now, specifically and ideally, it would be great if you test positive, if they can break down the sequence of your test and find out what variant you have 
And mm-hmm. if it's Delta or if it's Delta, you'd want Regeneron or the Eli Lilly version of Regeneron. And if it's Omicron, you'd want the GSK Sotromamab. And unfortunately, they don't. They usually don't go that far. Now, what we do know is about ninety-five percent. So we're told. <laughs> you know, how, how much can you trust the CDC, right? Um, of all cases in the U.S. now are Omicron, uh, definitely more contagious, less lethal. But I, you know, look, look, Joe Bastardi lost both his parents to this thing. And yeah, granted, yeah, they were we, older, but it still doesn't matter. I know other people that have really struggled with Omicron. It's not yeah. usually the case. It's it's less virulent. This particular variant, it's less lethal, but still and that goes I, back. That goes back to you know nobody's the same. Fa- uh, father-in-law mm-hmm. uh, been vaccinated. Everything got it uh, a couple months ago and uh, wasn't feeling that bad. And he's the one that gave it to me over Christmas, and uh, it hit him like a, a brick this last well, time. That's, that's why I'm recommending therapeutics, you know, immediately. Go to your doctor and, Talk to your doctor, yeah. and, and ask them about monoclonals. And more specific, if you want to get more specific, you know, what variant do I have? What is the best monoclonal antibody for me? If you have Omicron, which is the predominant variant now you want to ask about the gsk sotrovimab and if but the problem is there's a shortage of it and then this is where it drives me nuts um they've approved this thing since may um you can mass produce it it's where's operation warp speed for the new monoclonals I'm sure that Regeneron and Eli Lilly will get up to speed and recreate a new group of monoclonal antibodies that are very specific that work better on Omicron. They've done such a great job up to now. And but there's no reason that we should be short on tests, short on antivirals and short on monoclonal antibodies. That's all Joe Biden's failure. Yeah, not at this point. One more, one more quick thing. Uh, yeah. I was listening to Peter Schweitzer and you, and I, you know, for the life of me, I don't know what happened to our vetted vetting system. How a person that's that compromised can be the most powerful man in the world now? You know you what know, I'm saying? Uh, if it, I can promise you this, based on this book and my reading of it, and based on Hunter's laptop. And what I know is in it and what was revealed to Miranda Devine's book, The Laptop from Hell, that if the name was Trump, not only would Trump be impeached, he'd be found guilty and taken away from office. And that is the Biden family. And that's how corrupt American government now is. That's how corrupt the media mob is. That's how corrupt big tech is. Uh, the saddest thing when you when you dig deep into peter's book you find out yeah well a lot of these big tech companies uh they want all the money they can make out of china as well you know forget about the uyghurs the you know the forced labor of the islamic minorities in china forget about what they did with covid forget about the repression forget about their territorial ambitions the only thing that matters for a lot of people unfortunately including wall street and others the mba is money and you know, for me personally, I'm, I have no interest of ever doing business with Russia, China, Ukraine. Uh, I believe they're all hostile nations run by hostile actors, and they're corrupt from the head down. 
Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. The final hour of the Sean Hannity Show is up next. Hang on for Sean's conservative solutions. 